I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. I am so excited to introduce you today to my guest, Bruce Klein. Having this podcast for over a year now, I get quite a few people requesting to be a guest on my show. It's fun to read about them. And when one speaks to me like Bruce did and his story, I knew I must have him on and share his wisdom and insight with you. As most of you know, who listened to episode 63 with Gary Temple Bodley, I am taking his Ascension course, and it has opened my eyes in so many ways. When I look back at my previous episodes, I see a trend. It's the people and the lessons at the perfect time that I am attracting to me because it's divine timing and I'm ready to learn from those teachers. The one constant theme is love. We are love. And if you can have a lens of love in every aspect of your life, your life will shift. There really is only love or fear. Watch your reactions to things or things that trigger you. That is fear. When you remove yourself from these experiences and realize when you get triggered and react and shift to love and acceptance because fear is the need to control the situation. When you're living in love and looking at that situation with love, the way God views everything, then you are in alignment with who you truly are meant to be in this human body. And the magic begins to happen right before your very eyes. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. I am realizing it gets easier and easier to catch myself when something is irritating me or making me frustrated or any of those negative emotions. It's so empowering to realize how focusing on love without any judgment of where anyone else is on their journey, then life just keeps getting better and better. I am so excited for this next phase of my life with a lens of love, joy, acceptance, clarity, and abundance, and true knowing. Everything is always working for me, not to me. I want you all to get this. There is no need to live in lack, fear, anger, and all of those negative emotions. Life is to be fun, filled with laughter, new experiences, so we can grow and expand and become the best version of ourselves. If you want to learn any of these tools as to how to get you into a high vibration, learn my six-step magical formula that will empower you to live in love and live your life from a place of knowing you can be, do, or have anything. And the only limits are the ones you put on yourself. Take away all of those blocks with me in my magic mindset summer camp this Sunday. It's my last one at four at four o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And if you miss that, you can meet me the next week, August 2nd and 5th at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time or August 3rd at 5 o'clock. 
I will be teaching my six-step magical formula those days as well, while I tell you about my two courses coming up, Raising Confidence for Kids and The Magic Path for Adults and Parents. These tools are crucial to living your best life. I want everyone to see who they truly are meant to be and become. I can't wait to see you on Zoom. Sign up in the link in the show notes or just email me at ashleygonner at gmail.com. Or you can check out my new website that I'm super excited about at ashleygonner.com. And now on to our interview with Bruce Klein. Born and raised in Pacific Northwest, Bruce Klein is the father of two remarkable adult daughters and is married to an amazing woman. He spent the bulk of his career in corporate international trade compliance. Before that, Bruce lived and worked in Asia for over seven years mostly working in education. During that time, he developed a deep appreciation for the diversity of beliefs represented on that continent and has traveled back many times since. In 2017, he began to have somewhat of a spiritual reawakening, which led his life down paths that he could have not even imagined. His first book, Do You Hear My Voice? Discovering Jessica Again, is his personal tale of that reawakening and of the spirit who spoke to him one night upon waking from a dream about trusting his heart. He later discovered that he is and has been eternally connected to her. He has learned more about himself, the universe, and the nature of love in the process. So without further ado, please welcome Bruce Klein to the show. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me, though. It's a pleasure to be on your show, and it's actually an honor, really honored. I'm really honored to be on your show. A little nervous, uh, but a little honored. No, don't be nervous. We're just going to have this amazing conversation. I'm so excited. I, in the intro, I had mentioned, you know, we're on, I have this where you at- asked me to be on my show and I thought, okay, and I'm reading it. I go, oh my gosh, for sure. What a fit. Uncovering Bruce's magic. You guys are going to be, be in awe of this story because I was, and there's no way that this could be not part of my show. Not an episode, it be part of an episode. Yeah. Um, but I, I just want you to start because I, I know your story because I do my deep dive, my Bruce deep dive first. Right. And so I know your story, but I want you to you share where you kind of started this new journey. And I already shared your background, but where you, like you started this like epiphany of like, I need to start going on to my, this spiritual journey. Something's calling me. Yeah, it, it was very interesting because at the time I was, my department at work got merged into a different department and I got lined up with this woman that eventually became my guide in a lot of ways. And she kept just dropping these little jewels of information out there. And I suddenly got interested in it. And one of the things I got really interested in, it was the whole, the dream interpretation, hmm. but to go back a little bit that there was a local meetup that I went to called wisdom soup. And it was just a meetup of a lot of different people and learn different aspects of spirituality. They bring in different guest speakers each month. And the woman at work told me that she had been to the the Wisdom Soup meetup the week before. And Michael Sheridan, who's a dream interpreter, was there talking about dreams. And at that time, I'd been having a lot of strange dreams about my parents. My parents were both passed on. And so I was having strange dreams. And I, was one, I was wondering about them and I was going, what's going on here? And so I ended up actually picking up his book and reading his book and trying to interpret my own dreams only to realize 
this is really difficult. <laughs> and, I, and then one day I had an amazing dream about being in India. And I actually decided to send him an email and said, can you help me with this dream? And I didn't realize that he has, he's an internationally published author. He's had radio shows and TV shows in, in Ireland. I didn't realize what a big deal it was, but then he, re- he responded to me with this email that in detail went through my whole dream and explained the spiritual aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And I, when I read his explanation, I said, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yes, he does. And- <laughs> well, I, I listened, well, I'm saying that because I listened to that podcast that you were on of his, on his show. And then he had a part two where he just was by himself and he, he read your letter and then uh-huh. he, he read his interpretation. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I have some weird dreams, but I'm like, I don't know what he would get from like, even just those five silver rings and you should have picked them up. I mean, it amazing. So I, yeah. Michael Sheraton, I was like, now I'm, I'm, now I'm following him. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's. He's kind of the person I, I kind of honor as being the person that kind of guided me to this path. But at this one summer, I started working with him quite a bit. And so I, I got, had him on a retainer. And so I would feed him, you know, five or six dreams a week and he would come back and interpret them for me. Huh. And whereas I'm just starting in my spiritual journey, it really helped me kind of focus in on what I needed to pay attention to. But the funniest thing about that every time he starts his podcast, he always says, the, the bumps are not in the way they are the way. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. such a wonderful thing about life is that's the way you learn. So the hardships, right? Right. But as I was working with him, suddenly one night I had this dream and it was the craziest dream I've ever had at that, up to that point. And it was just in the dream, I was around this beautiful mountain. Lake. it was like, it could have been up in, you know, in the Cascade Mountains and the Sawtooth Mountains in Idaho, you know, this beautiful, pristine mountain lake. But around the lake, there were 20 very large photographs. And each one of these, I knew that I had to organize these in a particular manner. Hmm. But I had no idea how to do it. And so I tried, just like a puzzle, I was trying to work it out very well, trying to move this one at that one, trying to different combinations. Finally, at the, it got to be about dusk in the dream. And I got him in the right order. and. I thought, I thought, boy, the dream's going to end here. This is a wonderful dream. I can finally finish it. I just heard almost a condescending voice that said, trust your heart and not your head. Hmm. And then the whole scene reset itself. And so there I was trying to arrange those same photographs again, trying different, trying to move them around. And just, and so then once again, I finally got them in the right direction, the right order. And there wasn't any like, good job. Way to go. Just the same voice again. Trust your heart and not your head. And so this kept going. It was like Groundhog, you know, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day yeah. kept going over and over again. And finally, I said, I can't take it anymore. This is ridiculous. And I said, I can't do it. And the thought came to me, well, let me try this heart thing. And as soon as I thought that, the, the pictures went magically into order. Oh, my gosh. And I woke huh. up. Huh. And so I'm sitting there thinking about that dream and I'm going, well, this dream was pretty obvious. I don't think I'm going to have to go to Michael and ask him for the meaning of this dream because obviously I need to start listening to my heart and get out of my head so much. Right. Well, I woke up there and I was sitting there trying to get back to sleep. It was about, I looked at my my phone and it was 2.10 on a Monday morning. I knew I had to get up at five o'clock to go to work that day. And as I was lying there, suddenly I heard a voice 
And this voice was very different from anything I'd ever heard before. It was almost like a forward track of each word layered over a reverse track. It's hard to describe. And it's like I could hear the I could hear the sound coming at me before it hit me. And the voice said, my name is Jessica. And she said her last name, too. And I, I, I'll tell you later why she didn't say her last. But she said, I will be guiding you through the next phase of your life. Do you hear my voice? And that's kind of where the, the title of the book comes from, is mm-hmm. that the first thing she said to me, do you hear my voice? And I said, I looked around and I'm like, <laughs> I said, yes. She says, this voice is different from your voice, right? Can you hear the difference? I said, yes, I can. And he says, when you hear this voice again, you'll know it's not your voice, but my voice talking to you. I want you to remember it'll be very important to you. And then the voice was gone. Hmm. There's been so many times I've kind of thought, oh, if I would have had the, if I would have the, the consciousness to ask, start asking questions at that time, but the voice was gone. And so I was laying there in bed going, what in the heck just happened to me? Was this a good spirit that came and visited me? Was it really my guide? Was it an angel? Was it some sort of ne- evil spirit with some nefarious plans? And I yeah. didn't know. Cause I never, nothing like that had ever happened to me. I was just, I'm, I'm a kid that I'm a guy that grew up in Idaho. This doesn't happen to people like that. Yeah. <laughs> but with your dreaming. So were you always a big dreamer? Do you always remember your dreams? I do remember a lot of my dreams, even through college, I was having some dream, you know, the dreams where I'd be on stage and playing an electric guitar. And then, I, then I'd wake up in the morning, not very frustrated because I couldn't play guitar. <laughs> you know? Oh, funny. But you do but, yeah. always remember, your, I mean, for the most I, part, I, your dream, you remember your dreams. I do remember a lot of my dreams. Yes. And so dreams have always fascinated me. So when I found Michael that could interpret the dreams in the way he does, it really helped me out a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's amazing. I highly recommend people because I have those books, like we'd wake up and dream about a snake or, you know, and like, go look up at the book and see what that means, but not dreams like yours. But when you listen to that voice, so when I listen to, you know, these channels, like we were talking about Gary and channeling Joshua, I've had a few others on the show, you know, they talk about it just, they're at this certain state, like the the brain wave, <laughs> you know, you have to reach that certain consciousness, your mind to hear that voice. So you were just in that dream, like just waking up. And then all of a sudden, do you hear me? Yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting because later in the book, I go on and we, I have a channeled conversation with her and we go, she goes on to explain what was happening from her side. The way she had explained it from her side was, at that time, I thought it was so spiritually advanced, but what they had to do is her voice had to go through different levels just to get down to me. Ah. And so because it was going down through so many different levels, it, it made the voice sound a little different. Huh. And so she said they used that to her advantage. And when she spoke to me, because then it sounded so unique and so different. Huh. So you ask, now you channel Jessica. Right. And how do you get to her? Like if you were going to have it answer questions how do you get to that place does it just come like super fast no i there's sometimes when she's kind of slapping me in the face saying bruce get 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 to work you're not doing what you're supposed to do but there's other times in which she's definitely i have to get raise my vibration quite a bit 
Okay. And, and, and so first I ground myself and then I start doing meditation to, to raise my vibration, to get to the point where we can communicate. And a lot of times when I do communicate with her, like for, for the book, I actually sat down and I would type out a question on the computer and just kind of wait for the download come. And then, then as soon as the download come, I just start typing the answer. Okay. Oh my gosh. I've just, even the other day I had an interview with the channel and it's just, it's like I looked back at my episodes and they, they're kind of in this, you know, I know it all comes in the right time and what mm-hmm. I'm ready to learn. And it's like all of a sudden I'm like, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm supposed to learn. But I want you to talk about what you discovered about Jessica and the twin flame and all that stuff, because I've learned about that. And that's amazing. Yeah, it is. And I don't really know whether twin flame is the right term. I know that there's an eternal connection between the two of us. And so I I think sometimes twin flame gets misused a lot by a lot of people. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. think that the next person they meet, oh, that's my twin flame. (laughs) That's got to be my twin flame. (laughs) I liked him when I first saw him. But but with us, it's, it's very much different. What's interesting is after that dream, I was trying to determine who this Jessica was. And I was in a channeling class at the time. And so I went to the class and I asked the class, I said, is Jessica a guide or is she some sort of nefarious spirit after me? And they all came back and said she was a guide, but my teacher that time could tap into something a little higher than that. Mm-hmm. And she came back and said, I'm not really sure what this term means, but I keep hearing twin flame. And so she says, you might want to look it up on the in the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Google it basically is what I did. And so the class got over, I Googled it and found out, you know, the definition of twin flame, which is, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff out there, but in essence, I found out what that, that connection was the very next morning. When I woke up, it was another Monday morning again, I woke up and this is no, as I was reaching for my toothbrush, suddenly I heard clear as day, Olivia Newton-John singing, I honestly love you in my head. Wow. I didn't have any earbuds. It didn't have my AirPods in. I didn't have any earbuds in. It was just very clear. And I said, I just thought to myself, well, that's random. Where did that come wow. from? Huh. And as I was sitting there, going, all of a sudden, this almost like a arrow point of thought came into my head. And I said, you don't suppose that's Jessica. Now that I know this twin flame concept. Right. And so that day I went to work and I was like, the, I was useless at work. I don't, I should pay him back for my day at work there <laughs> because I was trying to figure out who Jessica was. And so about halfway through the day, Michael had told me earlier that she seemed like she was a newer guide. Hmm. And so I thought, well, she's a newer guide. She must have died in the last several years. Oh my gosh. So I started Googling. What's the guy Googled her? <laughs> and luckily I had her last name. She when she introduced herself, she used her last name. Huh. And I didn't realize why at that time, but I did then because then I could narrow it down quite a bit. And then it ended up where I found at least 10 people with a similar name who had died in the last 10 years. And all of them had amazing stories. You know, everybody from a 16-year-old girl to a 94-year-old woman. Hmm. And, but there was one, I came across it and there was something about her obituary. I knew her. It suddenly I immediately knew her. Right. And then I saw pictures of her. And, and when I saw the pictures of her, there was something about her eyes hmm. that connected. It was like, I knew what those eyes were. And I don't, it's hard to describe, but 
I knew what those eyes were. And I go, and, but the whole time in the back of my head, I'm going, this is nuts. (laughs) Here, no, you think about this, how crazy this is. I, here I am. I am kind of developing a relationship with a dead woman I never (laughs) met before. In fact, I've never been within 200 miles of where she was probably in her whole life. Right. Oh my gosh. And that's, I seriously thought, I was going to go crazy. But that night, as I got home, you know, the kids were in bed. My wife's in bed. I, if I, I asked Jessica, you know, I sheepishly called out to Jessica and said, are you the one I saw online today? And in that same unique voice, the same one that I'd heard a week before, I heard, yeah, that was me. Oh, it doesn't scare you though, right? It's like No, it doesn't. Comforting. It's very okay. comforting. But, but it was... I can tell you what hit me next was this sense, this incredibly intense sense of being loved that I've never felt before in my life. Hmm. It was almost like I've called it a couple different things. One was like um, getting tucked in by your mom with a warm quilt, knowing that you're partic- you're you're safe from all your fears. Another one's in the middle of the winter, stepping into a hot tub, you know, outside where just right. you feel this overall warmth and stuff like that. And sometimes I think the word love was inadequate for that situation just because it was so intense. But the next day I found myself downloading. I honestly love you from Olivia Newton John. I'd never really liked the song or the singer particularly, (laughs) but as I was driving to work, I heard a line in that song that said, this is pure and simple. And you must realize that it's coming from my heart and not my head. Oh my gosh. And I remembered that dream I was having before she first introduced herself and tears just like oh, pouring down my face. And as the tears were pouring down my face, suddenly I felt, and I don't know how to describe it. I felt like a vibration in the palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. And I found myself, my hand curling up around that vibration. Hmm. And like I you were realized holding your hand. And I realized that oh I was holding gosh. hands with Jessica. I was driving down the road. Oh my gosh. And it was, and it's been very intense for that whole while because, like I said before, there was points along the way that I thought I was seriously going to have to check myself into the mental institution <laughs> because here I here I have this story where I'm I have developing a relationship with a spirit I never met in my life, but at the same time, it's such an incredible experience hmm. and some something I never felt before. So what is your, now that you've had this experience for the last few, three or four years, when you're sleeping, are you in a different dimension with her and she's the teacher and she's like orchestrating these dreams? Yeah, I've often wondered about that one because there, just one I had the other day where I know that she had to be orchestrating it just because I was showing us a sign. And literally someone held up a sign that said love. Huh. And they held up the sign that said love. And the person holding the sign said, this is your life purpose. Mm-hmm. That, that was a whole dream. Wow. Yeah. See, like, you know, we talked before, but knowing that it's either love or fear. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 52 and like, you know, you look back at your life and all the times you reacted in fear and, you know, looking at who I was then and who I am now and now focusing on love and learning from all these people like you that are understanding, like this is the purpose we're here is love. 
And, and that's, that is all it is, right? And that's what it is. The whole purpose, and, you know, and I was talking to a really good friend of mine the other day and she said, she said, Bruce, you know, where love starts is loving yourself is learning to love yourself. And some of the things that I, in my, the way I grew up, it was hard to love myself because I felt not worthy of anything my whole life. Hmm. And because so of the I think, way you were raised or because what? of the way, the way I was raised, I was raised in a very strict religious environment and everything you did kind of, you were, you fell short. At least I did. It felt like I was falling short of being able to connect to divinity. Hmm. And so I, um, and my parents were very much believers. And so it was strictly enforced and, but I never felt I was worthy of, of that kind of love. Huh. But now like the love of, of God, you mean like the, the, the love of God, because I, you know, as a, especially as a young teenager, there's a lot of things young teenage boys do that aren't necessarily the keep your mind pure and healthy. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I always felt like I fell short of that. But one of the things that this whole experience has taught me that everybody's worthy of it. And it's kind of everybody's. And I've through this whole experience, I've kind of changed my perception of what karma is. Mm -hmm. To me these days, karma is kind of the stuff that you decided you wanted to learn while you were on this earth. Yes. Oh, I love that. And so karma is what you wanted to learn. So it's this whole big bag of stuff you, that's on your back that you wanted to learn. And sometimes along the way, you don't learn it. So you pick up some more stuff. Right. But what you want to do is get rid of that bag. And so you can start on the dharmic path and do the fun stuff, do what you right. want to do and things like that, not do what you're destined to do. And I think that a lot of us, it comes down to love, mm-hmm. learning how to love and, you know, love and be loved unconditionally. Right. Do you now, when you have your conversations or channeling with Jessica, does she tell you about your past lives with her and what you did with her? Have you gotten into that? Oh my gosh. We went, we actually went through a, when I was starting to learn about her, I did a past life regression. And one of the past lives was just this amazing past life where we, it was in India. And originally I was a young monk in India. And she was just a street merchant. We were about 12 years old. And I was in, you know, dark red, orange monk. Out- I don't know the name of it. The monk right. outfit, right? The robe. And I remember walking up to her. She said, come over here and eat some delicious food. And I remember walking over to her and she said, she kind of said, you look chilly. And so she took the scarf off her head and wrapped it around my shoulders and pushed me near the fire so I could warm up. And just this act, this pure act of love from this young 12 year old girl. But over time, there was, they developed this affection for each other. And well, I should say I, because it was me. (laughs) I was looking at kind of third. But at one point, she comes to him just totally distraught and said, I've got to get married next month. And, Hmm. you know, at the time, even today, a lot of times it was arranged marriages. So, I was actually orphaned and left at the Buddhist temple when I was a baby at that time. And she was, you know, the, the subject to her parents' whims. And she, so she got married, but even, even throughout that, she, every time she had a child, she would come to the temple to have it blessed. And so we, even though we didn't um, necessarily live together or, or be able to um, have a life together, our lives kind of paralleled each other. And then at one point, as her son came and got me as she was dying and as she was dying, she, 
I went to her deathbed and the amazing thing, when I looked down upon this, this old woman, you know, elderly woman and the emancipated woman, emancipated, emaciated woman. <laughs> and she looked as beautiful. As she did that first day I saw her in the, in the, the huh. marketplace, but when, then she suddenly pulled, she grabbed my hand and pulled me closer and she whispered in uh, this breathy, almost inaudible voice. She says, I've always loved you. And I turned to her and said, I and I, you. Hmm. And with that, she died. And just an amazing experience that we had, even though we weren't together together, we we were, we lived at the same time. And other times she, this one came to me just kind of as a sudden surprise where I was meditating one day and just got this clear view of, of one of our past lives. And I was actually a, an English soldier during World War I was dying in, in an old church, a makeshift hospital. And this most, to me at that time, this most incredible, this beautiful nurse came up to me and held my hand. And looking back at it now, I knew that was Jessica. Hmm. And she was able to walk me at that time. She comforted me and she walked me into the light. She's the one that helped me walk into the light as, as, as that dying soldier. Oh, wow. When you have the, these experiences with Jessica and you're believing it, mm-hmm. you, could have, you could have at that moment not believed it and just went, on to, went to work that day and said, right. that was weird. I'm not going there. You know? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but you, you're believing it because you're ready to. Like, is it, do you call it like you're... You're, would she tell you your soul is ready to be on this new path of discovery? Or why are you listening to it at this stage of your life in 2017? Or what? When, when? Well, it was, it was, yeah, it was about 2018. But yes, I don't know. I just know that it, there were a lot of forces preparing me in the background. Hmm. And there's a lot of things like getting moved into the department with, with my friend Shelly, who started dropping these little jewels of information about a spiritual life and stuff like that, because we originally bonded over a, a positive a mental attitude book. Right. And so we're talking about this mental attitude book. She was getting excited about it. I was getting excited about it. And so one day she pulls out these crystals and said, Oh, look at all these crystals I have. And I'm going, Oh, this lady's crazy. I can't believe she's doing this. <laughs> um, but now I find myself with a stack of crystals in my house. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I but, love that. But it's just, I think, when you need it, the and if you're open to it, these little gems of information will appear on on your path. Right. You know, I think of well, I've seen someone keep saying, you know, meditate, meditate. That's when I found it. That's the secret. Meditate. You know, that's usually the common theme or the thread that I've heard from these people that are finally getting to hear this this inner voice that's mm-hmm. coming so strong. And when you think of where we're at and headed in our life you know, in the 2021, but what we've had experience in 2020, you know, and in this shift in life, I feel like it's all part of the plan. Like I, I just keep meeting all these people that have discovered it like eight years ago, three or four years ago, maybe 15, but not where it's really even attract. I haven't attracted it until the last, you know, couple of years. So all of a sudden it's coming. Yeah, I, I think there's a definite shift in the world's energies. You know, while you have a lot of the craziness that's going on in the world, 
mm-hmm. you also have this incredible beauty. These people that like like you that are finding your life purpose, that they're me that finding my life purpose, that we're we're finding that love. I mean, that love is what's going to change the world. And I don't know how to describe it more than that, but it's just there's something about that. And I found sound like a hippie in a lot of ways. There's something yeah. about the there's something about the love energy right. that can change people's lives. It can change the world. Right. Like the that, one one guy. Oh, sorry, but the one no, this one man I um, interviewed a while back. He was explaining that his his Jessica sees us going to the age of Aquarius, and that's when he said you're a hippie and it's all love and everything, <laughs> right? But that yeah. that's where like maybe not in this body in our life that we will see that. But I feel like we're we're shifting to something on that scale, right? Because we're yeah, I, absolutely, and that's why I said I. I doubt it will happen in our lifetime, but we're the, we're like the pioneers, I think in a lot of ways of what's, what's going to happen on the earth, right. just and because that's definitely shifting. What do you ask Jessica? Like, what have you really learned from her? One of the first things I started asking her about was what's it like when you die? And so in the book, we go through this whole explanation about what it's like. And I asked her one point, at what point did you remember me? And she said, and one of the things she said, got to remember, time's not relevant. So what I'm talking about, I'll talk about in the terms of time, but time's not relevant. Right. And That's she the said, hard part. Like, like yeah. every time they say, well, it's not, there's time is not real. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to get into that. Like, okay, there's really no time. This life is just a, now a blink. How do you describe it? The only way it works in my head, because I'm, I'm more of an analytical type guy is the concept of a piece of paper. I don't know if I have a piece of paper here, but but basically if you can take to for us on earth it's like you have a start of the paper and an end of the paper. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's your lifetime, right? And so you're you're looking at that in that perspective, but suddenly if you fold the paper in half, those two things are happening at the same time. Okay. And so if you're one more you bend it, you can have actually have stacks and stacks of things that are happening well there's no time. So that's not, but see, we're so constrained to time here, <laughs> but just there can be so many things that are happening simultaneously okay. that we don't realize them. So in Jessica's realm, in her energy, whatever she's at, she's having a life, go, she's living life. Does she go do fun things like go to the yeah. beach? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I should ask her that one. I, I'm actually writing in the process of writing a new book that's going to be more challenged conversations with her. Oh, good. And it's going to, the subtitle of that one's going to be Facets of Love. So, huh. but one of the things she did say is one of the cool things about being in that other dimension is that you can be learning and teaching at the same time. You can have be learning all these different things hitting you and teaching at the same time. So all this stuff's going on simultaneously. And there's so much more expansion there as far as understanding the world and the processes and everything that goes on. But it's very interesting. She said she didn't originally know who I was oh, wow. when she died. And yeah. it took her a while. She said, but when she finally remembered me and remembered a lot of the the lives we'd had together, you know, even the in-between lives we'd had together. She said it almost, something came together for her. And she said, in English, you have, there's one word for love, pretty much love, 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 but there's a lot of different expressions of love. She said, it's the opposite there where they have a, 
lot of different ways to express love. Hmm. And she said, one of those ways is the love that powers the universe. And she said, when she remembered me, when she remembered the whole scan, the, the global immensity of what this universe is, that's what she felt is the love that powers the universe. Oh, wow. So when she's looking for you, how is she connecting? Your vibration? She's looking yeah. for? The way we connect, it's kind of interesting I became very apparent to her, but right now when she connects to me, it can be as simple as a song. There can be a line of the song I'll hear when I wake up. Okay. And sometimes I go searching over trying to find out what, what, what song that actually, those five words where they actually came from. Right. But a lot of times she communicates with songs. Sometimes it's just signs, different mm-hmm. signs of things. I read an interesting book called Signs about a woman speaking, connecting with people that have passed on and how they can just drop signs on you. Oh, I do that let all you the know, time. To let you know that they're still there. Yes. And so I was taking a long road trip one time and I was listening to this book on audio. And so, so I said, okay, let's try this out. It says, okay, Jessica, I know you're, you're, when you were alive, your last life, your favorite color was purple. Show me something purple. So that I was, this was, because I, I was driving very early in the morning is driving through Yakima, Washington, if you know where that is. I do. <laughs> of course you're from that. And so I was driving through there and all of a sudden, no joke, I got outside of Yakima and looked to the left and suddenly there's a building lit up in bright purple. Oh my gosh. I'd never been able to find that building again. Yeah. But, but at that huh. time it was lit up in bright purple. Another time during the course of the book, it was talking about someone's birthday. And that's these numbers just appeared to this woman, and it was actually her son's birthday. That also happened to be Jessica's birth, birthday from her last life. And so yeah. it just all these different signs kept hitting me. And in fact, I was at a conference call the next day, and someone started talking about Purple Rain oh my and goodness. how much Purple Rain, how much they love that song. They probably said Purple probably 20 times. I was going, oh, oh funny. I love that. I get it. I get it. I get it. That's yeah. enough. Thank you. <laughs> you're here. You're here. Will you have a life with her again? Does she tell you she's going to wait for you to pass on? How does yeah, that work? I don't know. We'll have to find out. But I think that I seriously think that she's, she's done what she needs to do on this life. And so she's kind of waiting for me. And so, so you think this is your last go around? It depends if I learn what I need to learn. <laughs> if I don't, right. then I'm coming back again. Right. But it, it could be. And I think that one of the things I'd learned in the past life regression is that while I have been living this one life, she's been living two different lives. She actually lived two different lives subsequent, you know, and not the yes. same time. So, you know, like oh. she lived one and died then lived another one and died while I've been alive this one life. Oh, wow. And both of those lives were to, and this is something I, I never thought about until I did uh, I found this out was the fact that she did that to help other people's with their soul contract. Huh? So she decided that she didn't know why she died. Well, during this time, she goes back, finds that out again, goes back in. Yeah. So it's basically to a body. Basically what she did is in order to help other people with their soul contract, she contracted with them to set up hardship in their life. Hmm. In one life, she was a, a farmer's daughter in Japan and got killed by a neighbor accidentally as he was driving down the road one day. And it set off this whole circumstances where he turned to drugs and alcohol trying to deal with this fact that he killed this 
beautiful little girl and eventually turned his life around has been able to help hundreds and thousands of people only because he went through that hardship. Right. Yeah. And I think looking at life now at all the things that's happened this last year, doesn't it help you when you look at someone that got murdered or think, Oh, he came in. Do you look at it that way? Like he, I feel guilty sometimes looking at that yeah. way, you know what I'm saying? I wonder if that's really a good spirit trying to set up these hardships for everybody, but that's kind of what it is in a lot of ways. Some of your highest level beings on the other side are the ones that volunteer for the mission to come down here and do that. Wow. Huh. Well, you think of, you know, just the other, you know, when um, that building collapsed in in Florida in the right. news, right? And I'm thinking, so now in my, in my new, like mine, thinking, okay, the 150 something people just are gone. Did they choose to live in that place to let it crash? And, you know, like that's where yeah, I, it, it boggles your mind of the, the complexity yeah. of it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, and it's the same way with COVID, right? Cause how many people did people who have passed from COVID, did they sign up for that? Right. Well, I've heard that they have, that, right? They have. Right. And so they have. And so maybe, maybe because of doing that, maybe they get more spirit points. I don't know what you call it yeah, on the other right? side for doing it, right? They said if it, maybe it's because if you come here and get COVID and die, maybe, and I feel guilty saying this, maybe you're going to go to the next level, the next spiritual level because of that. So there you are levels. Them. But there are levels. Like you were saying, Jessica was in the lower, like the beginning stages. Her, yeah, her a, level. A, a being a guy. Well, that's the way she appeared to me initially. Yes. But I, I think that now she's not, <laughs> she's definitely very much a higher level spirit right now. And so just by some of the stuff she can do, but she's like, what, what can she do? Um, the way she's appeared to some people. I mean, I, I have some friends that are very talented channels and psychics and she's appeared to them and just given them information that, I wouldn't expect from just a, a rogue spirit somewhere running around the other life. And so I can't really get into the details of that because it's kind of confidential between me and oh, them. But. Right. Huh. Interesting. When you have levels, do you feel like the people that are now here in this body and you notice like, oh, she's really, you know, lack and fear and, you know, victim. Are, is she lower and she's going to die and then come back and go to the next level? And then you're going to go to the next one. No, I, I don't know about that, but I think that each time we, we learn different things and we have to come back each time and try to learn different concepts. I mean, I know that through another one of my past lives, I was a, how do I explain this? I was a prostitute in the old West here in the oh, U S my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just, and it was just something I needed to experience from the, you know, the, from a male energy side, I needed to understand that some of that female energy and what that meant to be abused in a lot of cases. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so just to understand that. When you look at your family, cause you're married and you have your two children, mm-hmm. how do you like with your wife, like, how does that work? Does she just say, oh, you're having this affair with Jessica, the no, soul, your twin flame soulmate? That is funny. That's probably the most common question is, what does your wife think about this? And the only, the only way I can explain it, our love is different. There's two different kinds of love. And that, I sound like I'm a guy with his mistresses, right? Oh, I got this with my wife and that I got a mistress, <laughs> but not really. But 
my wife grew up with her uncles who were very spiritually connected. They could see spirits, lost soul, earthbound souls, and they would help earthbound souls pass into the light. And so she grew up around that. And so when I told her I had a twin soul and we were having this kind of relationship, so, well, (laughs) oh, well, that's great. It was more of that kind of acceptance of it because it's not up to this point. It's never really been anything. Although the feelings are intense, it's nothing sensual or or, or sexual about it. It's more of this pure type love Love, more than anything. But when I was um, telling you before we hit record that I write a letter to my dad and God, and I did Jessica and I did my guides and angels and he started to cry. And I was like, oh my gosh, we haven't even started this interview. And he's already like, he really is in love with this woman. So sometimes I just get very touched because she, I mean, if you think about it, if you've been with the same soul from almost the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And you've had numerous lives together. You've had in-between lives together. When you've had so much of that interaction, it's almost like she's the yin to my yang, right? And so she's, you know, it's, it's the mirror images in a lot of ways of each other. And so when you have that, it's different. It's, it's kind of very much a different type of relationship, right? right? It's, it's like the same way that with twins on earth, where twins can almost complete their sentences and things like that, where you just, you know what the other person's going to do. And that's been the, the biggest benefit for me coming when this, when it first started was realizing that there's someone that no matter what I do, no matter how stupid I am, no matter how the crazy stuff I do, there's this being on the other side that still loves me no matter what. Wow. And that's really comforting. Right. Oh, I'm sure. But, but you know, when you think of your life now with your wife and your children, do you, does she say, oh, you chose them because you're learning lessons from them. You, you, she chose to be your wife and your two children. We we haven't had that conversation directly, but I, I would imagine that's what it is. I, I chose, I know that talking to another friend of mine, she said, who did a little delving into my daughter and said, one of my, my older daughter chose me hmm. because she wanted to work with me, basically. We're part of the same soul family. And I think that's what it is. Right. We're all part of the same soul family. And so we came together and we said, oh, because you you're going to be the dad this time. You'll be the mom, you know, different. Right. You'll be my wife. And so it's just trying to set up situations where we can, where we can learn what we need to do. Right. And we all have a mission. Like we want, we have this plan. It doesn't, we have free will too, though. So how do right. you, you could have not listened to Jessica and you could have just said, that's ridiculous. And I'm just going to go to work now. I'm not going to Google. <laughs> or yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I would have still been where I was before, but because I did listen to that, it's changed my life. And I can say there's been points along this way, especially writing this book, where I think that I'm crazy. You know, and I imagine a lot of people that I know think I'm batshit crazy, right? right. I, I'm nuts, right? That's Bruce. He's kooky. But <laughs> the more people I talk to, the more the story really resonates with people. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you the night, the week before I published it, I woke up every night in terror. (laughs) 
because I thought, what are people going to think or what? Yeah. What are people going to think of me? And here I'm going to tell that I've been someone who's put up the walls my whole life. And now I'm going to just lay it out here and know that I'm really this crazy guy that believes in spirits and actually believes that I'm in love with the spirit. What what are they going (laughs) to think about me? But I can tell you, it almost felt like, and the only way I can describe it is walking in the middle of Times Square taking off all your clothes and just letting everybody see all the fat rolls and everything just hanging out there and being okay with that. Right. There's something that's, it's very scary, but there's something very liberating. Liberating. Yes. At the same time. And so, so when you get rid of the, start pulling off those masks and everything like that, there's something that's so liberating about that and just being myself and being the person that I've kind of felt I was the whole time. And I think that's the best part of this story is it's allowed me to express, not hide who I am. Right. And you've quit your regular job, right? This is your focus right now. Well, I am doing some stuff part-time in, in the industry I was before. And so I am d- doing that stuff because there's something called health insurance. It's kind of right. <laughs> that helps have a job here in the U.S. <laughs> with health insurance. But but yes, for the most part, yeah, I'm doing this full-time. I do, I do some channeling work for people and I help, you know, I do some spiritual work and stuff like that. But it is a different set of lifestyle. It's a different lifestyle for me because I've been someone who's been in the corporate life. I was in corporate compliance my whole life and done all this, you know, very nerdy type stuff. But to hear work as an entrepreneur is like a whole new thing for me. You know, I'm going to sell a book. People are going to buy my book. What do I have to do? You know, buy the book. And I mean, just even write a book. That's amazing. Like that was probably a voice you listened to. You're like, okay, I guess I'm going to write a book. Yeah. Can I? tell you a crazy story about how I finally decided to write the book. Yes, please. This book starts off with me actually driving down and visiting Jessica's grave. Oh my gosh. Where exactly where her grave was. But I knew that some point I had to go down and pay tribute to the, the previous life that she'd had, because no matter what kind of the spirit we have, that flesh and blood person impacts a lot of people. So I just felt like I had to go down and visit her grave just to play tribute to her. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of where the book starts. But after that experience, I kind of typed up something on Facebook and was telling some friends what I had just done. And one of my friends came back and said, have you ever thought about writing a book about your experiences? And I thought, no, I, why would I do that? I, you know, there's so many would-be authors out there and their books are just lining the you know, the shelves that nobody will ever read. But then the the following weekend, I was at a spiritual seminar, an all-day seminar. And one of the first activities we did, we were kind of feeling other people's energies and trying to figure out where they might need to have some energy cleared in order to have the energy pull into their body. And as I was scanning, this woman I started was just someone sitting across the aisle from me. And we talked briefly before, and I, she just mentioned that she had raised 32 children in her life, most of them with special needs. It's just like this incredible wow. woman. You know, she's now retired. The, the, the kids are all grown up and stuff like that. I was like, and so as I was scanning her, she turned around and stopped and looked at me and says, I don't know what it is. I don't know you. But have you ever thought about writing a book? Hmm. And I, at that time, my friend had just said it right on Facebook a few days before. And then suddenly I heard her, this random stranger say it. And I'm going, no, <laughs> that's an interesting thought. Later that day, we were doing a mediumship exercise in this class. And as part of the mediumship exercise, 
we could tell the other person three things about the person we wanted to contact. For some reason, the person I was working with looked like a doppelganger for Jessica, what she looked like in her previous life. And so she said, what are the three things? I said, okay, the name's Jessica. She's a good friend and she's a loving spirit. That's all. That's all I said. Okay. So this woman looks at me and says, uh, she started going through the things like she's always with you with whispering in your ear. You know, she's there all the time. She's very proud of the path. You've recently you changed her path. And she's very proud of that. She's very proud that she changed her path. But then she said, what she's showing me now is a very large scroll. It's an ancient scroll. It's tied with, it's tied with a beautiful ribbon. And she unveiled the scroll to reveal this immaculately handwritten scroll. And then she indicated that she wanted me to take the pen and continue writing the story. Oh, wow. And so at that point, I had three independent women tell me within a week's period that I needed to write a book. And so I said, I think it's pretty obvious what I got to do. And so from that time on forward, I decided I've got to write the book. But, you know, whether 10 people read it or or thousands of people read it, I've got to write this book because there's something important about it. And for the longest time, I thought that the book, when, when I was writing the book, I thought this book was a gift to Jessica. I wanted to tell the word about how wonderful Jessica was. And it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago, I realized what the book really was. It was, she allowed me to tell the story so I could learn things about myself. Oh, yes. Huh. Look at and that. So I th- and so she's still teaching me, right? So it, no matter what, I, right. I learn all these things all the time. Oh my gosh. Amazing. We're coming up to the hour and I so appreciate you and love that I could sit here all day and ask you more questions. That's just fascinating, but I will get your book and we'll put the book in the show notes. So everyone knows how to get that book. Where else can we find you? The book has a Facebook page called Do You Hear My Voice? So if you search that, you'll find that. Okay. I've got an Instagram page, which is the same thing. Do You Hear My Voice? Underscore after Do You Hear My Voice? Oh, I love it. Oh, so it, a lot of the th- little things I posted from, from the book and little quotes from her and things like that. So. Oh, so great to meet you. You're, it's very you nice to meet you. Love. You're all love. I <laughs> see you. it in your eyes. And it's <laughs> amazing to see some a man that went from this corporate world to this like tender, you know, opened his heart to learning this new life. Amazing. And that, that's the thing. I think before we end, I think there is going to be something that I'm still learning is how to balance male and female energy. Cause I think that a lot of guys are way off in the male energy piece. And I think there's something beneficial about adopting female energy in your lives. So. Yeah, that's, I love that for sure. And you have, I mean, I feel, you know, even the, having the Jessica in there with you talking, you know, that's probably a real big part of your feminine energy. A little right? bit. Yeah. I would say a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little bit or a lot. Would you say? No, a lot. It lets a lot. Yeah. yeah right. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, I love it. Oh, thank you so much, Bruce. It's been no, such thank a pleasure. You for having me on. Yes. It's been so a pleasure. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, 
comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.